Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Purslam Podcast here on Patreon a day early or on the main feed on Friday. My name is Kenny, joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how are you doing today? Kenny, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing okay. How's yourself? Good. The, the sun's shining here. Is it shining where you are? It's shining, Kenny. There Blue skies ahead. There you go. We've got, we've, we're, we're shining literally and figuratively. You know, what a time to be alive and covering pro wrestling um and if you enjoy us talking about john cena today will be a good day for you we will get to that <laughs> guy shortly but um, i guess the big news we need to cover first finn is some pretty unfortunate news coming out last night's dynamite which is that adam page seems to have suffered what's potentially a broken ankle in the six-man tag match last night or when it was uh him RVD and Hook against Samoa Joe Swerve and Brian Cage. And he was he was in the muscle buster, but then he countered it, countered it, and then he tagged out and kind of rolled out of the ring. And then the camera go, tries to go to him, but he is kind of telling the, stammer, the cameraman, stop filming me. So, and the, the news behind the scenes is it looks like it might be a broken ankle. Hopefully it's not, but that is the, that is what it looks like. So a tough break for Paige. Well, yeah, literally. It's yeah. great for Cage. My God, yeah. Yeah, just before Revolution as well. I mean, I don't think he was going to win the belt. I think it was going to be Swerve's night. It's definitely going to be Swerve's night now if um, if Page cannot wrestle at Revolution um, yeah. on March 3rd. 
Um, yeah, just like the shot scene injury, which just, I mean, this happened actually last week, but was just announced this week after the match aired. And she just dropped off the uh, ring apron and uh, grabbed her, I think it was her left knee, was in agonising pain. And you think, well, it's only like a small drop off the, well, okay, it's about, what is it, three and a half feet, four feet? I don't know mm-hmm. how high the ring apron is, but over three feet anyway. And she's dropped down, hit the floor, and she suffered a torn ACL, another person. I mean, my God, how many women in WWE are out with torn ACL injuries at the moment? I mean, it's enormous amounts of so many are injured with, with that particular, you know, you know, suffering that particular injury. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's a blow for her. She's going to be out nine months. And uh, yeah, obviously, a severe blow as well for Adam Page, Hangman, Hangman Page, if indeed he has suffered a broken ankle here. Um, I imagine it is serious. Otherwise, he wouldn't have told the camera person to stop filming him at that moment yeah and um yeah i mean yeah the only good thing you can say about it is that AEW had booked the triple threat match for revolution yes so it doesn't change it obviously does change the numbers the arithmetic the number of people in the world title match but the world title match will still happen and the person who was gonna win it swerve strickland is still in the match, can still wrestle, and I imagine that booking plan will be implemented at Revolution. Yeah, I think the only thing, I think I said this last week, that I, I, I think they could have gone the direction of Samoa Joe retaining by beating Paige. Yeah. And then, and then keeping it going to double or nothing, but you're going to have to scrap that if you know if he's out. So, Yeah, I mean, if to me it feels like Swerve's time. You know, I mean, they've done the face turn. Um, he's admitted that he's done some reprehensible things. Hangman Page did the heel turn and that took, um, which I think was a good move for him because he was just, you know, really struggling as a face. Just didn't yeah. make any sense really for him to be a baby face any longer. And for Swerve, he needed to turn face because people were cheering him, even though he was a heel. And it just feels to me like it's Swerve's time to become champ. So, you know... I'm hoping for him and for AEW that he takes over from Smojo at the pay per view. Uh yeah, and and it's obviously it's 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 a real shame for Paige. You know, he's he's kind of managed to get himself back into a top position, and yeah, it's just a shame to be him. Uh, it is. I mean, the hope is that the injury is not as serious as Adam Cole's injury, which, of course, took place. Was it September 20th? I think it was. Yeah, Grand Slam. So, so here we are, five, what, five months later, and he's still sidelined. So hopefully the break is not as serious as Adam Cole's break, because, you know, that was a devastating injury that he suffered. Yes, indeed. Uh, but let's uh, move, move on a little bit to... Mr. John Cena. I mean, so to put you in the picture, obviously the Vince McMahon stuff that's been going on, we were very aware of. We've been talking about it for weeks. And people have been coming out talking about various parts of it. You know, Seth Rollins had the interview, which we talked about before. Yeah. We talked about Bret Hart. Randy Orton actually was quoted yesterday speaking to Sports Illustrated, and he said... Uh, I'll just read what he said. So Orton said, I've got to say this, I wouldn't be where I am without Vince McMahon taking a chance on me a handful of times. I would not be where I am today without Vince McMahon, but fuck, I'm reading this shit. What you've seen in red, I've seen in red. 
as far as comment on that, it, it fucking hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. Um, so when he says that, that to me sounds like somebody who's a human being who's yes. trying to be compassionate to to all parties involved. Indeed. John Cena, here is what he had to say to Howard Stern. This is fairly lengthy because it's Cena, so he has to prattle on. But here's what he said, and um, we'll talk about it uh, after. So he says to Howard Stern, I don't think it's complicated to talk about. It's complicated to listen to. That's why I don't necessarily put a lot of time and equity into it. There's still a long way to go. I can say this. I'm a big advocate of love and friendship and honesty and communication in the same breath. I'm also a big advocate of accountability if someone's behaviour lies so far outside of your value system that the balance shifts of I can't operate in a world where this works. That's the end result of being accountable. Right now, I'm going to love the person I love, be their friend. I love you. You have a hill to climb. There is the saying of you don't know who your friends are until shit hits the fan or your back is against the wall. That doesn't make any of what's going on any easier to swallow. Just telling someone you love them, it's a hill to climb and we'll see what happens. That's that. It sounds so cliche, but it has to be one day at a time. I've openly said I love the guy. I have a great relationship with the guy and that's that. It's largely my construct of operating with honesty and communication. Those are strong leads to handling any problem or achievement. The whole thing is super unfortunate and it sucks. It deals with an individual I love and an entity I love. I want everyone to have the experience that I have. Not only do I tell a friend that I love them, but I switch to the entity and say, how can I help? I mean, what do those words mean? It's like straight out of the pages of a self-help book, isn't it? And the yeah. whole lot of it. And he's banging on about accountability. Well, I mean, if he shouldn't, he, Cena should not have used that word accountability in there. No, it's because, the worst word to use. Yeah, it's the absolute worst word. Because I mean, the thing is, he also, let's remember that when the, the shit hit the fan the first time in July 2022, he was out pictured having dinner with Vince when the first time it happened, the, the, there was allegations and stuff. So this time, I mean, even, we've said this before, even if you take out take out everything that Janelle Grant has said as, yeah. as not being factual, I'm not saying that's the case, I don't think that's the case, but say you do that, the text messages alone and how he was behaving to a young woman who was on his staff should be reason for you to at least not come across like because at one point he says I don't necessarily put a lot of time and equity into it. How can you not put time and equity into these allegations? Yeah, I, I don't understand it. It's um it's I mean Cena's well on his way to becoming the next Hulk Hogan in terms of his detachment from reality. Yeah. I mean, you look at his, his social media, you look, I mean, he's just, I, I, he's, he's on planet Zorg. Yeah. He's just not on, he's, he doesn't live on earth. And I think, you know, I've got much more respect for somebody like Seth Rollins or Randy Orton, who both are guys who benefited from Vince hugely. Well, who, you know, I did. Of course, if Power Slam or Superstars of Wrestling would have ever existed, had he not exported his WWF promotion to this country? Mm -hmm. So many of us have. You know, so many of us have benefited, you know, directly or indirectly in some way from Vince McMahon's company. Of course we have. So, um, you know, you can be, you know, you can you can be you know grateful for that. And at the same time, you can utterly condemn what he is accused of. Yeah, I mean, it's 
I just I just think that you know John Cena was a guy a couple of years ago. Do you remember when he made the stand to not go to Saudi Arabia? And you thought, wow, you know he's he's made this decision, whether it's for his own self selfish reasons or not. He made the decision to go. I'm not going to go there after the first yeah. time. So yeah. and you thought, well, good on Cena, you know, showing some some backbone. And then you've got this. I mean, he's on Howard Stern. Howard Stern, who's someone who's got a pretty checkered history himself with talking about situations of potential rape and stuff like that. He's not very sensitive to that kind of stuff. But the fact that, I mean, Cena must have known that this was going to, whatever you say is going to get out there. Of course. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. It's not some rinky dink little radio show in, you know, Guatemala or something, is it? You know no. what I mean? It's Howard Stern. Um, but yeah, I just what an absolute twat is 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 how he comes across in that. Yeah, and like you say, I think it, it seems like he doesn't either. He doesn't care, or you know, there's there's, there's really serious accusations being levied at WWE, at Vince, at John Lawrence, all these people, yeah. and he's talking about it like Vince has maybe like stolen some company funds to go gambling with. Yeah. Um, you know, drop you know, drop some litter on the street or something like that. Yeah, just I mean, it's just I mean the thing is it's just where where do you begin? I mean, it's like it's like Cena hasn't read the lawsuit, and that's possible that he hasn't. It's possible he hasn't, because he just doesn't want to know what's uh what Vince Laurinaitis and others are accused of. Yeah. Um but bef- but he could have just said that. You know, he could, that's that was actually Paul Levesque's defense, wasn't it? I haven't read the lawsuit. I haven't yeah. read it. And Cena could have come out and said, "I haven't read the lawsuit." And then he could have said, "This is a guy who changed my life," you know, and I don't want to read the lawsuit. But then he could have tacked on the end, "I understand it's really bad. The allegations are very serious, um, and it's deeply disturbing, um, and I'm conflicted now because this guy did so much for me, but he's accused of these." terrible things so it's difficult and um you know i'm i'm i really feel you know for the woman and um you know if this did happen this is absolutely terrible for her um and um you know and then he could have gone down the seth rollins route and he could have said you know i, I never saw this side of vince mcmahon i worked with him for over 20 years and um, you know, this is something that's totally alien to me. And I've never, you know, the, the version of Vince McMahon I knew wouldn't do those things. He could have actually said that. And yeah. that would have actually been you could have he could have got away with that. Um, because you know, you you're almost saying, because I'm sure, you know, lots of people had no idea that this was going on. I'm sure there are some people who did know what, what was going on, but Maybe most of the wrestlers didn't. Yeah. You know, maybe they'd heard rumors. I don't know who knew what. But I mean, you know, you could have that plausible deniability, couldn't you? By saying, listen, I I never saw this side of him. I was not, I'm not aware of any of this. Um, and it's, you know, it's just terrible. Yeah. And left it at that. And people would have said, you know, Cena, you've, you know, you've said something, you've said the right things here. You've said that this was a guy who changed my life and took a chance on me and enabled me to become a star and blah, 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 blah. But on the flip side of that, you're actually on the same side as, you know, most right thinking people where you're appalled by, you know, this information that's come to light. So one other thing that Cena said, I thought I would just 
I just want to ask you about this exchange that he has with Howard Stern, right? So the subject gets on to performance-enhancing drugs. And Cena, Cena says, the profession calls for it. Yeah, you got to lift folks and throw them. And Stern says, John, you always say, are you still all natural? And he said, still, yeah, still. So he goes on to say that he has always been natural. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Has never taken any... So he was asked if he's ever taken any performance-enhancing drugs, and he says no. He never has. I mean, what planet does he think we're on? That at no point, every major star who is big has, has at least done something, you know? Like... See, I mean, to your point earlier about him being like Hogan, I mean, what's he going to be saying next? That he beat Shawn Michaels in front of 200,000 people at WrestleMania 23? This is what, this is what it's going to come down to. I mean, the guy I mean, just does not want to be playing us. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, if anyone comes out and, you know, what people who know him and train with him were around him and, you know, known him for many years. It'd be interesting to see if anyone comes out and contradicts him. Yeah, like because when Hogan went on Arsenio Hall back in 1981, and he said I'd only ever used was it steroids three times under the care of a doctor. Yes, to repair. I think it was three times to repair a muscle injury. That was it. You know, all these people came out and said, "No, that's not true." Hogan was taking steroids for years, and then under oath at the McMahon trial in 1994, Hogan admitted that he had been using steroids from. I think it was the end of the 70s through to 91, 1990 or 1991. Yeah. So under oath, he, you know, he admitted that he lied on Arsenio Hall. So it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I have no proof that John Cena has ever used any type of performance enhancing drugs. I cannot <laughs> prove that he, he has. No. I cannot say, yes, I have proof. I saw it, blah, blah, blah. Or this person, blah, blah, blah. You know, I have no proof. But it, But there will be people out there that know if he has, let's just say he has, there will be people out there who, you know, will have information uh, that would contradict that. Or maybe there are people out there who've got information that contradicts. I don't know. But, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the reaction from people in the wrestling um, business is to that statement. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've no idea. We Listen, we, we have our suspicions, right? We know what he looked like and we know what he still looks like. But we don't know that he's done anything. We yeah. we can't say for a fact that he has. So, but there'll be people out there that are gonna, you know, let's just see what 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 comes of this. Let's just see if there's any um, 
contradictory statements made by uh, people who uh, know or once knew John Cena. Yes. Uh, well, two other things I wanted to to go over. One, I'll I'll kind of get the serious one out of the way first. So something has come up that so it's obviously all the all these accusations against Vince are coming up and and people are having to talk about it. But somebody has sort of come up that I wasn't really expected to hear from, and that's Paul Roma. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw this. And he was speaking to News Nation, and basically all all but kind of iterated that you know. It was pretty regular for sort of stuff like this to happen back in the day. Um, on McMahon's inappropriate actions, he said it was pretty regular. You heard it on a regular basis for the most part. Then you wouldn't hear it for a while. Then it would come full circle. And obviously, Paul Roma also uh, had he didn't name names, but he sort of named. And this relates to a previous shoot interview he'd done that's going kind to of be making the rounds again where he had said that there were certain male people in the office who were trying to get him and Jim Powers and other people to sleep with them. You know, you can pretty much work out who that would be against. But, yeah, I mean, do, do you think any of this stuff from people coming up coming out from the past, is that going to matter to the stuff that's going on today with Vince? Or do you think that it's just kind of, or, or could that sort of tip things and make it worse for him? I don't, I mean, this, I mean, this is in reference to the old original sex scandal, isn't it, from 91, yes. 92, you know, with the people who were around then. And, you know, that was a big thing at the time. And, you know, that's a different, that's all well over 30 years ago now. So that's a different thing entirely. Um, I don't know whether this is really going to make much difference. I think it would be more people from the last few years or last 10 years anyway, coming out and, coming forward and, you know, making allegations, I think that would be more, well, could it be any more damaging right now to Vince McMahon? I mean, you know what I mean? Could it be? I don't see how it really could be. No. It's, it's, so, but but it's all rubber stuff's from a, a completely another era. So I don't really think it's that relevant to what's been alleged more recently. I mean, it's interesting because you kind of think that well, the worst has happened. You know, the, we, we've heard the worst. And then other stuff comes, other stuff is sort of alleged. I mean, so I always am intrigued by Marie, uh, Maria Bennett, Maria Canellis Bennett, yeah, Mike, Mike Bennett's wife, Maria, who used to be in WWE. She yeah. often talked on social media about how she got out lucky. And she kind of all, quite a lot alludes to the fact that she was lucky to get out of something. She never really says what, and I, I, there's probably a lot of people who are like that, who have seen things or whatever, but they probably don't want to speak up for other people. So like you say, I think it's only if people who have had stuff happen to them, if they feel comfortable coming forward, that's going to be when more can be done. But, you know, it's like if I saw if I saw somebody do something to you and you told me about it, I'm not going to go public with it. You know, that's not my place. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean... Absolutely. I mean, it's like if Maria wants to talk about this, then that's that's up to her, isn't it? That's her choice. And um, but I mean, somebody who might have heard she might have then, you know, dropped hints or even told the full story to someone about what nearly happened to her. But it really needs to come from from Maria, doesn't it? She's the one who needs to disclose this into the to authorities or into the public domain or whatever. 
Uh, but that's only if she chooses to do so. And that's up to her. It's nothing to do with us. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I was going to ask you for the main podcast was, so Ice Cube's son, who's called O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is a fairly kind of famous uh, guy, in, guy in the States. Um, he, he obviously, I mean, he's, your dad's Ice Cube, that's that's number one, something to, to, to be famous for. But he, in his own right, as an actor, he's been in Straight Outta Compton. He was in Oh, Cocaine yeah, yeah, there. yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that film. So he is a fairly well-known person and he is a big wrestling fan. And he is, he really enjoys wrestling. So he was on Chris Van Vliet's radio show and something that he said got a lot of play. I'm curious what you think about it. But he says that he he likes, he likes WWE a lot. He likes some of AEW, but he expressed some frustration about AEW. And one of the things he said was, if I'm watching someone on AEW and I ask, who is this guy? I don't need you to tell me I'm not a real wrestling fan. So his point is kind of that I, I, I shouldn't need to do homework to know who people are on the show. Um, I should have it, you know, so he, he talked about how, you know, it should be given, the backstory should be given to people. And, you know, the yes. problem, it, it should be, the, the what he said was that the wrestling shows need to engage viewers with compelling narratives rather than solely relying on commentators to provide information while wrestlers make their entrances. And he did go and say that, you know, he still likes AEW. He went on to even list his top five acts in AEW at one point. Um but yeah, he he's been he, it's been a quite a controversial topic. But I mean, this guy's an actor. He's someone who works in that industry. It's and then Tony Khan actually did re- respond to him. Oh and, no! And said, "You might enjoy you might enjoy checking out new experiences in entire worlds of international graps out there. I think learning about them is fun. All wrestling is awesome. I hope you enjoy whatever you like, and maybe someday you'll be interested in wider circles." Uh, with a Jeff of Lie David from Kirby Enthusiasm saying, and you will enjoy yourself. But what do you think? Is it, you know, is he within his right to sort of say this? Is he, or is he shitting on AEW by saying that? What do you think? Well, of course he's right. I mean, he's a fan. And if you're a fan, you're entitled to express an opinion, as is anyone. You know, that's the way it works. I mean, he's somebody who's, obviously been a fan of wrestling for a long time and he's right i mean if you're watching AEW and like minoru suzuki rock, rocks up or someone else from i mean we've seen a minoru suzuki enough times in like a uh, sanada shows up again it, yeah sanada okay and any of these new japan guys um i mean we've seen most of them now anyway um but when they first arrived from i don't think there was any i mean there might have been an introductory introduction video for one of them but most of them didn't receive any sort of videos or did any sort of interviews or there was any sort of preparation for the act when they walked down the out the ramp to challenge whomever. And um, yeah, you'd have your hardcore fans there at AEW who would recognise that person and there'd be a reaction to them. And I'm sure Tony Khan was backstage saying, look, look how over he is. It's like, well, yeah, that's with like a couple of thousand people in the arena who are huge fans, but your 800,000 viewers, how many of them know who this person is? Maybe a quarter, maybe an eighth, I don't know. But it's, but if you had done some like a, a 90 second or a two minute video on that person mm-hmm. and had some talking heads explain who this was, I mean, get Excalibur in there to do it. You know, instead of having him 
on commentary having to say, you know, 20 things within like two minutes. You know what I mean? Oh, he's done this. He's done that. He's done the other. Oh, he's really good. He's from New Japan. He won this belt. He won that belt. He feuded with this guy, blah, 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 blah. It's like Excalibur's there who's got this burden of responsibility to tell everyone who this person is, you know, in like 30 seconds before the match begins. And then they start talking about the moves. So absolutely, you know, this is something that AEW has been woeful on for years, just not introducing people and telling a wider audience of, you know, the casual audience, which presumably AEW is attempting to appeal to, explaining why this person is so good, why he's been brought in, why she's been brought in, um, and why, you know, the audience is going, ooh, you know, and why, you know, they're a threat to this person in the ring who's an established AEW star. I mean, yeah. it's just so simple, Kenny. It's just blinding. It's just another example of the blindingly obvious that Tony Khan's AEW has failed upon. Yeah, the, the thing that I think is difficult is that, so that, I mean, I've, I've always known that the, the the type of wrestling I like the best is not what is the is is what the majority of people find the best because the, the least important thing to me is in the ring and everything else is the most important thing to me. So I'm often in the minority when I talk about what my favorite stuff is. But at the same time, I don't really care whether you agree with me or disagree with me. You like what you like and I can like what I like. And I think if you're an AEW fan and you really enjoy what they're doing and you think and it doesn't bother you that they don't introduce these people because you know who they are. That's fine. Yeah. But you can't then gatekeep to somebody else that they need to enjoy it the same way you do. Like, if you don't enjoy WWE, that's absolutely fine. I understand why some people don't enjoy WWE. It's not for everybody. It's for me. I, I like it, but it's not for everybody. So, yeah. but you can't then, and especially this guy who's like an actor who's who works in, in, in an industry where storytelling is, is the job. That's like, the job, yeah. I'd 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 kind of listen to that guy, like because he. I mean, if you if you watch his interview with Chris Van Vliet in context, and you don't just read the blurb on a on a news website, and you listen to how he says it, he's not he's not saying it from a place of, you know, I'm trying to be a troll. Yeah, he's not being snide about it, is he? No, he's he's saying it as like a constructive, like this would make me enjoy the show more. And you know, to your point, like with Excalibur, he's got like the hardest job in wrestling because he's got to explain so much stuff. All the time, yeah. That it's like, you know, it, it, it must be difficult for him because imagine the, the paper he's got at his desk. It's like, okay, you know, so, uh, you know, Sanada comes out. Here's your A4 page worth of stuff you need to get out about him before he gets to the ring. <laughs> and then that's not before Tony Schiavone and Taz want to get their shit in and say their bit. Yeah, and you all know, they do is just agree with Excalibur because. Well, like- Oh, they're like you know, they're like you know, probably not like Jerry Lawler. We just you know, <laughs> rocking up at the last minute and just like winging it. I'm sure they do more work than he did, yeah. Uh, but yeah, clearly Excalibur is the engine of that commentary team, and he's the one who does the research and knows his stuff. And they're kind of you know following his lead, aren't they? Yeah, he is, and he does a great job, Excalibur, of of trying his best to to get the stuff over and. Um, yeah, I mean, to I, me, Kenny, just, you know, it's mm-hmm. all about making it accessible to a wider audience. Yeah. And if you want to grow your audience, you have got to make your product accessible to more people. If you're turning up and like, what's going on here? Who's this guy? I don't know who he is. And like, no one's telling you. It's like, if he doesn't immediately engage you, you just think, oh, 
I'll put something else on because we've got so many entertainment options in 2024. I mean, it's just so simple, Kenny. And I don't know why these things are not done. And well, Tony Khan is not just saying, you know what, that's an excellent point. You know, thanks for your constructive criticism. You know, we'll take that on board. You know, that's how he should be responding to this. You know, no, no, nobody's saying, nobody's, comments. Saying, nobody's saying don't bring these international guys in. And or you know the the you know wrestling from all over the world is not fun. They're just saying give a reason to people to choose. you know these like the CMLL guys who are in right now. It's like what's the reason? I have what's no the- idea. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, but I mean, you know, I was watching Sondra and I were covering the Raw the night after No Way Out two thousand four the other day, and one of the things on there was Stevie Richards is with Victoria, and they were referencing stuff on Heat that had happened, but we were going show the clip. Of what happened. And and that's something that WWF used to do in like 99 or 98. You would get a clip from Heat as to what happened. And by 2004, they kind of stopped doing it. But in AEW nowadays, because there's so much that happens, you know, show us the clip from Rampage or show us the clip from, you know, while somebody's coming out to the ring. Like, flesh out the stories that are there before you bring in all these other people. But I do want to just uh, finish off by saying a real shame for Sting that his dad passed away which meant that he couldn't be at last night's show. Um, and I, I believe it kind of mucked a few things up because they had to, you know, change things around. But um, yeah, it's a shame, for, a shame for him that his dad passed away so close to his retirement as well. But he, oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, I mean, it's it would have been... I'm sure it would have been a moment, you know, assuming his, his dad was, you know, actually interested in his, uh, his, his line of work, which hopefully... He was interested in his line of work. Um, <laughs> you know, I know some people whose parents have got no interest at all in their line of work. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, yeah, really, um, yeah, really a shame. You know, hopefully, you know, Sting will, will go out there, dedicate the match to him. And, um, you know, it'll be a really emotional moment um, for everyone. So, um, yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, obviously terrible. His, his father has died. Um, but we that's all the time we've got for now. We will be recording an overrun with to your questions that we didn't get to all of them last week. And we're also going to be recording our February special, which is going to be on the Ke- Kerry Von Eric Ric Flair famous match from back in the 80s, as well as talking about Iron Claw, which I got the chance to see last night. So, He's finally seen it. Finally, finally seen it. Uh, so we'll talk all we'll talk all about that. That'll all begin up over the weekend. So yeah, I want to thank you for all your support, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.